Hey everyone and welcome to 1.21 Overload, I am Peter, that is Matt, we don't movies on this show and this specifically is our monthly movie show where the premise of this is that I pick a movie I love, Matt picks a movie he loves and we put them up for a vote on patreon.com slash TV and our patrons will vote as to which one we'll do for Overload and this month my movie won, uh, Bubba Hotep is the winner and that's what we're going to talk about a film that Matt has not seen before and yeah so we're going to start spoiler free we're going to spoiler somewhere in the middle I'll give you warning before we do of course and that's what we're going to do so you've heard me talk about Bubba Hotep for a while now I imagine a long time yes is you love this movie <laughs> oh I love this movie like... it's it's one of those things where I, I remember buying the the two disc special edition DVD Blind buying that somewhere around 2004-ish, you know? Okay. So I was about 15. It just being like, okay, what is this this silly movie where Elvis is fighting a mummy and just being blown away by it? And then, you know, obviously I've got the Blu-ray now and you know, I, I, I show it to as many people as I possibly yes. can because it's a delightful film. As you do. But, uh, so yeah, the premise of Bubba Hotep is that Bruce Campbell is playing Elvis uh, old man Elvis. He's an old man Elvis in a in a rest home, and the the idea is that he everyone thinks he's an Elvis impersonator named Sebastian Half, but he what actually happened is that Elvis switched places with Sebastian Half because Elvis got sick of the fame, he got sick of the attention, and he switched places with this Elvis impersonator. So it was actually the impersonator who died, and the real Elvis is in this rest home, uh, living out right. the end of his days. Nobody realizes it. Yeah. And he teams up with a black man who claims to be JFK, who's been changed, his colour's been changed to hide who he is. Um, and they take on a mummy who starts stealing, stealing souls of the residents of this rest home. And that is the that is the premise of Baba Hota. Yeah, you guys, he's not making any of that up. That is the legit movie. Like, it is. It's one of those ideas that I just imagine when it got pitched, them going, "It's so insane, it'll work." Uh, well, so, yeah. I guess I'll ask the question, Matt. Does it work? Did you like Bubba Hotep? So I liked elements of Bubba Hotep, but I don't think I liked the whole thing. It's just it's oh. a little too oh. odd. For, oh for, god, for me. no! Oh, Matt, this yeah. is this is taking a turn for the worst. Um, oh, sorry. So, <laughs> no, I like Bubba Hotep is and it's funny because i feel like the more i see it the more i appreciate some of the subtle things that it's doing because obviously there's some like old man elvis fighting a mummy who's stealing souls like there's some very in your face ideas that obviously are the thing you take in more than anything else uh, on on your first viewing but and that's what i like because yeah while it is about old man elvis and and jfk fighting a mummy that wears cowboy boots you know there's stuff about aging and getting older and what does that mean in society mm-hmm. yeah and I, I think that's uh, <laughs> Matt's holding a serious cough there I thought that I thought that was a weird end to that sentence uh, so we're uh, yeah so, so Bubba Hotep is about getting old it's about the idea of being old and on your last days and what is the world going to remember you do, do the people who are even around you now do they remember who you really are like the idea that he's he's lying on that bed and no one around him knows he's elvis only he knows that his history is actually i was elvis and i have these experiences and there's a lot of like narration of course from from bruce campbell where he he talks about 
how oh no one even sees me as a threat no one cares if i swear at them i'm just a silly old man no one like everyone sees me as this sort of weak old man no one actually remembers who i was um and obviously it's, it's kind of like something the hit television show buffy the vampire slayer used to do was where you take you take a real thing and you turn it up uh, to 11 with the, the your insane plot and i think here that's what this is doing it's like the idea that anyone who's like in their 80s or whatever and they're really old and people just think of them as the old person they don't necessarily think of okay what were they like in their 20s and 30s what were they doing back then where, where are they these rowdy people like what you know those real life memories are something only he has and by making him elvis and no one even not believing that he's actually elvis you're just like making that even more real you're just making that even more of a yeah oh yeah sure you're El- used to be elvis sure they don't believe it <laughs> but um it- but this idea of like what are people going to remember me for you know he, he, the guy who he shares a room with dies pretty much near the start of the film and his daughter comes to pick up his stuff and he's concerned like you know if his daughter knew he was here would she come and visit you know uh, just right. these ideas um, and you know the idea that in his final days maybe he can do something useful and feel like he's, he's important again and of course he's got a growth on his on his penis and does a yeah uh, which we hear about numerous numerous times yes and of course we hear that you can't get it up anymore and how, how it's been, there's been two presidential elections since the last time he had an erection um it's, it's, it's all very like it's there's a delightful surreal nature to it and obviously we need to mention bruce campbell uh his performance it's fantastic yeah it's it's, yeah. it's absolutely wonderful it's gold mm-hmm. um his ma- mannerisms probably i was gonna yeah. say for for my part it was the best part of the movie it's the best thing in the movie is his performance as elvis you know yeah uh it's so, it's so effortless and it you know it mm-hmm. takes the ridiculous elements he puts them into the elvis voice um he like just the, the way he the way he is and even just the way because you get a flashback of course to when he switched with sebastian half and he mm-hmm. plays both sebastian half and elvis switching and everything, right. everything about it, the way he plays the two different roles differently, uh, is great. He's he's perfect for this role. I don't know if I want to say he was born to play it because he's also Ash from Evil Dead, and that's kind of the role he was born yeah. to play. But this this is so also Bristol close. County Junior. Like, he has some numerous roles. Okay, <laughs> that's not one that comes you, to mind. You've never seen Bristol County Junior? No, I can't say I have. Oh Pete, oh Pete, I'm to dig that up. It was a syndicated show in the nineties. So take that for what it's worth. Oh yeah, it was. It was also on Ellen, the you know the Ellen TV show. He was. Yeah, he was in a couple of episodes of Lost and Clark, the new events of the Superman. I I knew that. I didn't know he was on Ellen though. Wow. Yeah, yeah, he, he, he worked for so. Intergang on Lost and Clark, I think. Or he was like this. He was the son of the boss man, I think, on Intergang or something like that. Back mm-hmm. when he was young enough to be the son of someone. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> not, not so much anymore. Um, but yeah. yeah, so so. Where, was that? Where else did I begin with this? Um, actually, first thing I want to say, music. All his nuances as the oh. king. Oh yeah, yeah. So, some great lines in this. You know, I was getting you. I was getting you back on track as I look up uh, Bruce Campbell real quick. Oh yeah. as, as you talk. Uh, you know, you don't f don't f with the king. That moment is when he's fighting the scarab beetles. This great stuff. Um, I think what? what I love about this movie, and more than anything else, is or uh, a big reason why I love it is. To me, it's one of the, one of the most perfect low budget movies I've ever seen. Where it just it's got a, it's a B movie premise, and they go head first into it. But it has so much heart, and it's it's so so, so much 
attention was paid to making it move, to making it feel like it wasn't just some silly movie. Like it's as silly as the premise is when you hear about it before you watch it. I don't think it actually feels that silly when you're when you when you're actually when you're actually going through it. Like I feel like no. And and that's no, I don't want to say it was a problem because it didn't like ruin the movie, but I'd heard so many things about this movie, and I was aware of the premise. Uh, a, a former coworker of mine really really loved this movie, so I thought it was going to be zanier than what it ended up being, you know. And there there are some zany moments, you know. You had a, an older black guy saying that he's uh, John F. Kennedy. Uh, not a great, and not a great performance, about, by the way. Ozzy Davis, who plays uh, JFK, yeah, he yeah. he he has some great little moments and lines and mannerisms as well. Um, uh, I I feel like when I showed this to some friends, I had a friend who for for months would quote the line, "Would you like a ding dong?" Um, just mm-hmm. just at the moment, drop you know drop of a hat, he he would quote that line. Yeah. Um, he's he's very likable. He's he's kind of the, the 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 he's a very it's a very endearing performance. I think is it's, it's very hard not to yeah. like Ozzy Davis in this movie, because uh, because Elvis is more of a dick in a, in a lot of ways, but he's he's kind yeah. of a, a likable dick. But no, the, their chemistry, the, the heart of this movie, where it's you know, it's, it, because ultimately Elvis becomes a hero. He wants to save the souls of everyone else at the at the rest home, mm-hmm. and or maybe he can do something worth you know with some value in his final days, and yeah. uh, all that really works for me. And I, I want to mention the music because the music by Brian Tyler is this fantastic score. Mm-hmm. I'll, I will have that in my head for days now. Um, there's this great main theme that plays. There's a couple. There's a couple of key sequences, but there's like a slow motion walk to the camera. Um, one in a flashback and one towards the end of the film, and you know things are you know ramping up, um, and it's these great like hero shots. But of course, it's the absurdity of the hero shot with a guy with a, a walker and another guy in a wheelchair. Like that's the yeah, that's the, uh, the beauty of it. And I actually I love that it's not zanier. I, I I love how I don't want to say serious it takes its its its, uh, its idea. I don't think it does. I think there's enough silliness there to. You know they're not taking yeah. the premise seriously, but they're taking the characters and w- what they care about mm-hmm. seriously, and I think that's the beauty of it. Um, it strikes this really bad. It walks this fine line where all these elements just kind of click together and work for me. Um, it's yeah, so much heart. I-, I think that's that's the big thing. I feel like there's so many B movies and C movies and D movies where they'll have this big mm-hmm. silly premise, but it'll just be this schlock fest and I feel like you've got Don Cascarelli the director who worked on the Phantasm movies he's, he's, he's mm-hmm. got skill he knows how to keep it um, keeping it from getting too ridiculous keep it, keeping it in line and not, not making it feel like it is just some schlocky little movie um, you feel like you, you, there's talent behind this um, mm-hmm. by, by not showing too much of the mummy by not uh, delving into some really obvious things they could have done with 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 you know weird Elvis scenes or or whatever. Yeah, uh, I also feel like you can watch it and think that no, he's actually an Elvis impersonator that thought he was Elvis because he's advanced in age, you know, and he's partnering with a guy who thinks he's JFK because he's he's going through dementia or whatever, and it you it still watches the same because they still believe it. Yeah, no, you know? I. It does. You know, I never once don't think that he doesn't think he's Elvis, if that makes any sense. Yeah, you know? like, I mean, I, I, honestly, I feel like when I watch it, I just believe he's Elvis for whatever reason. But, I mean, if you want yeah. to look at it the other way and say, no, no, he actually is just mm-hmm. Sebastian Half. And he, like, you know, because yeah. he was in a coma after his hip went out and he fell off the stage. Like, and when yeah. he woke up, he just, like, now he believes he's Elvis. And that's just, that's just what it is. Yeah. 
And if you, if you do that, I, I think it, it does add to this idea of regret and the idea of him wanting to believe that he was more important. And maybe it adds to the themes yeah. of the film because you no, know, he he wanted to believe that he was someone who made a difference. Uh, but at the same time, even for as Elvis though, Elvis is looking yeah. back at his career and saying, "Was it worth all of that? Like, you know, d- 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 what yeah. is that the legacy I want to leave behind?" Um, and and that kind of thing. There's, there's a moment where he's looking through the, the TV channels and there's a kind of, there's an Elvis movie marathon uh, <laughs> on one of the channels. Uh, he just he's just sort of lying there, sighing to himself that oh, these are all crap, <laughs> you know. As yeah. Matt's dogs try to fight off demons themselves. Yeah, as the, as the kennels. Yeah, they're taking on their own bubble hotel. Yeah, you know, but, but the never at the door. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Also, just the the image of the mummy too. It's so schlocky B movie, and I love it. Like, not that they weren't trying, but it felt right. You know what I mean? Like, it's a guy in a suit. Oh yeah. Uh, like. And it just it feels right. And then when I see him wearing cowboy boots because they're in Texas, I just I lost it and I could not laugh. Like, yeah, well, it's worth mentioning the movie opens with a, a definition of the word Bubba. Uh, actually, actually, to be, get accurate here, it opens with a definition yeah. of Hotep and then the definition of Bubba. <laughs> so right. that's the funny thing is everyone knows what uh, well. I don't know if he could define Bubba, but like when someone says Bubba to me, I get, yeah. I get I get the impression in my head of what Bubba is. So yeah, it's definitely a slang term. Yeah, you know, Bubba means you know whatever. Yeah, but like so it starts with Hotep, and I'm like, okay, and most people won't know what a Hotep is, so that makes sense to start oh. with that, and then it comes up with Bubba, and I like that it almost just by, by picking that order and having it fade up. Bubba yeah. is the second definition. It's telling you what this movie is. It's like okay, we got a mummy, yeah. we're doing horror movie stuff, but no. Bubba. Okay, so we're going to have some zanier ideas, and it's going to be something a little bit different. And it's just this concoction of, of, <laughs> of this insane idea of old man Elvis and a man who believes he's JFK. And maybe yes, maybe if you want to believe that he's actually JFK, <laughs> maybe that just makes the plot yeah, more interesting for you. And that's what I mean. But it still fits because he's going through that same crisis of what is he going to be remembered for? Yeah. Like he feels like his his life was erased because of you know whatever the conspiracy he believes to remove him from office and you know turn him into a, a, an older black man you know like yeah, he, he, when the mummy first shows up he he thinks it was an assassin from lyndon johnson to to to, yeah. to, to, to finish him off as, as he puts it um yeah. you know just there's delightful little moments like that just these insane lines that really, really work but they and i love the idea that you know uh, JFK like starts to believe that there's a mummy and there's something going on and he, he comes to find Elvis and wake him up in the middle of the night and Elvis doesn't want to listen to it he doesn't want to hear about it he's like oh let me go back to bed and it, it's actually when JFK leans in and says I know you're Elvis like you know it's, it's the first person who just believes that's who because you know Elvis at one point tells his backstory yeah. he said he explains how he switched places to the to the nurse and the, the daughter or the other guy yep. and they just laugh at him they just they don't take him seriously that's kind of a running, yeah. running thing with those characters and JFK saying no I believe you're Elvis can I call you Elvis like you know like that's what makes him sit up and say okay I'll listen to you let's go do something um, he feels right. alive again um, so you know um, yeah and I think it's delightful I think there's so much heart in this movie and I, th- I think that's what really separates it from other B movies is that not only has it got fun moments not only is it well directed not only is it is it kind of delightful but it has this really strong heart where I actually care about the characters but by the time I get to the end of the movie yeah. I care what's happening to them I care about what they're fighting for and I, I can't really say that for a lot of B-movies like B-movies I'm there for the, the fun effects I'm there for the, the schlock I'm there for whatever 
you know, I don't, I don't watch Deep Blue Sea and care about the characters. I'm just there for fun shark chomping. You know, you know Cowbell, uh, Cool J, and his bird? I mean, don't get me wrong, you ate my oh. bird right before he blows up a shark is one of the best cinematic moments in the history of cinema. But I have another to add to the quiver now. <laughs> I, we, we might be watching Deep Blue Sea one of these days. <laughs> but Love shark movies. But... You know, it's, it is what it is, right? You know, I, I watch a lot of horror movies, a lot of slasher movies that I love. I I, I love something like um, I don't know, The Mutilator. New Year's, New Year's Evil. I love New Year's Evil. It's a great, it's a great B B horror movie. Yeah. But it's not, it's not got a heart. It's not saying anything. Whereas I feel like this movie actually is about something. I feel like it actually has a heart. It actually yeah. has it characters feels, that are, uh, are telling a story. Yeah, and after I had watched this, I pulled it up on Wiki and found out it was based on a like a novella, and that the movie is held in higher regard than the original story because it adds that layer of growing old and wanting to be remembered for something. Whereas from what I was reading, the book really doesn't do it more focuses on like, what if Elvis didn't die and switch places with an impersonator teams up with JFK to, to defeat a mummy in a retirement home. Yeah. I think that's the like, beauty of it is that the, in the movie, it doesn't matter if it's really Elvis or not. Like you said, like, they, they, they made it work you know if you want to believe it's Elvis it completely works if you don't want to believe it's Elvis and he just believes he is it adds a, a different type of context but it's, it's another layer to the to the themes in the story and what's going on and he has a character arc uh, which is great so like and most most B-horror yeah. movies don't have character arcs they're, they're just there for the, the, the nope. fun chaos and that's it but this movie doesn't focus on that so I want to give a spoiler warning so let's, let's do full spoilers then mm-hmm. from here on out for Bubba Hotep um yep. So I want to talk about. Oh, actually, I should mention Reggie Bannister is the uh, the guy who runs this place. He's only in a couple of scenes, uh, but he's worth mentioning because he's in the Phantasm movies. So he's a he's a Don Coscarelli regular. Oh yeah, a standby. So just uh, it's, it's worth mentioning him because he's he's you know it's, it's, it's notable, um, and then he so you, so you've got one of my favorite sort of scenes in the movie actually is we we get this other resident uh, Kimasabi who is this, this delusional old man who wears like a cowboy type mask and he's got like two toy guns and he wakes up yeah, he's like the lone ranger kind of yeah that, that, that's what i was taken on because that's what tonto called the lone ranger with kimosabi so, so that's actually it it's, it's when it's, it's during the second night when when elvis and jfk are looking at the the, the, the hieroglyphics in the and the, the, the bathroom stall and researching and and whatnot and He's he's giving him uh, a baby Ruth uh, and offering him ding dongs and and whatnot, and they they hear the thing and you know Elvis is he's he's been entertaining him up to this point but he's like no this isn't real there's no mummy and that's when the lights start to flicker and I actually I love how shameful there's this like when the mummy's walking down the hallway there's this spinning light behind them and there's no reason why there yeah. should be a spinning light there it's just there for the effect and I'm like I don't care it's, it's it looks good I'm fine with it yeah but. So and he, you know Elvis kind of hides back and you know there's a moment where the mummy looks at him and he gets like all these flashes th- from his eyes of what happened like a where he came from you yeah. know his sarcophagus was getting transported around a museum someone stole it in a bus and it fell into this lake right by the the shady rest and that's why the mummy's here right but what I love about this scene is Kimasabi like who saw the mummy is coming down behind the hall the hall behind him and he's like firing off his his toy guns and it's not doing anything and then he has a heart attack. And he he kills mm-hmm. over and dies, and this is right after we've been hearing we've been hearing JFK tell Elvis that oh the you know the, I've been reading my book you know, they steal souls like you know, he feeds on souls but the souls here aren't like really strong because we're all close to death and you know blah blah right. 
Um, and the in the main point, and even though it's through this really like you know again zany version of it, where he's like, oh yeah, this this he, he shit souls. That's why he goes into the bathroom. He, he shit souls in there. Yeah. And he's like, he shit souls. Yeah. Like your soul doesn't go to the, the place it's supposed to go after death. He just like digests it into nothingness. And you know, so so as much as it's a really silly idea, thinking mm-hmm. of this mummy shitting the soul out, it's like no no, that's setting up the idea that. That's why they have right. to be saved because the souls, right? You know, are are, are doomed. Yeah, because all this even says so much is, you know, there's good and evil, and that that's a person's soul, you know. So and and they deserve more than being shit out of a mummy. So. But, but anyway, the, yeah. the reason why I love this scene is that after Kimisabi goes down, I love you know Elvis's narration comes back in and he's talking about how they were being questioned again by the nurses and the the administrators and is like. You know, uh, Kimisabi went down, guns blazing, soul intact, and you know the music's like the emotional music's playing, and it was this point where he's he's talking about you know this crazy old man with the toy guns, but I care that he died, and I I, I care that you know you know he got to keep his soul. As silly as it was, that all he was doing was firing toy guns. He went out believing he was fighting, and he 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 went out kind of on his own terms almost, and it was like, huh, like. This was oddly affecting. This 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 really worked, and it's like oh, so what we did was we lied, and it, it just I feel like. I think that's the moment the first time I watched the movie where I realised just how good it was getting its hooks into me where I was like oh I care that this old man died and but he went out you know guns blazing even though it was only toy guns and it, it kind of like ties into the right. theme of the whole movie where it's about just believing like you were important and believing yeah. you were doing something and it's like oh okay that was kind of sweet yeah and to yeah, the power of belief it's motivating yeah and there's some tropes there I, the, the trope at the start is that the first victim we have to not like very much so we get this evil old lady yeah. who steals the glasses off of uh, someone in an iron lung on this big resuscitator yeah, uh, yeah. Oh, that was brutal. I was like what is what is going oh man yeah she's she's a goner after you see that yeah it was pretty, pretty... yeah so, okay. she, so she goes first she dies um, and then of course there's the, the round table and obviously after the uh, night with the mummy um Next day, the nurse comes in to uh, put put ointment on his uh, on his growth mm-hmm. on his penis, and he's just thinking about things. And then halfway through, the the nurse is like, "Mister Half," and he looks down, and he and obviously he's got an erection, and you know, he, he cracks a joke. He's like, "Oh, why don't you uh, pull on it a little bit?" He's like, "Oh, you should be ashamed of yourself." And she walks out, and he, he looks yeah. under, and he looks all proud, and he's like, "I felt alive again." Like yeah. you know, the idea that he felt important yeah. and he felt like he had a fight. Uh, again, yeah, he, he's not withering away in a hospital bed. You know, this this mummy gave him purpose. Exactly. Uh, so, so there's obviously the yeah. portion of the film here where he goes investigating and he sees the lake and he sees, you know, the license plate of the bus and uh, JFK comes back and he's been out uh, researching at the library. The, the 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 woman who calls herself my niece, as he puts it, because uh, obviously his family's fake because he's really JFK, as you, as 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 we're exactly. talking about. Um, also, I noticed that in his in his bedroom, there's like a model of like Dallas, you know, where where JFK was shot. Like, yep. like he was trying to figure it out, <laughs> you know, for all who, these years. Who was, yeah, he's and that that again that speaks to like what if he was just a a uh, Kennedy conspiracy guy that in his old age cracked and now he thinks he's JFK, you know, because he even you know uh, Elvis looks over at him at, at a certain point and sees like there's a there's a weird scar. On the back of his head, that could be from you know a bullet or whatever. <laughs> could be. So, uh, yeah, and so, and there's pictures of Jackie O, and then they talk about Marilyn Monroe. Like, he's like, you know, I don't want to have to go this far, and feel free not to answer, but 
Yeah, I was Maryland in the sack. You know, so his last classified. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah. there's a tag there, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like b- b- between you and me, though. Wow, and I just yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that was, was so, yeah. so many great little moments of that, but like, because ultimately it's, it's after he gets this intel from him about okay, well maybe we can burn it, maybe we can move to another rest home or whatever, uh, and he's sitting yeah. there. And he Elvis decides, no, 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 we're going to do something. So he he calls up he calls up JFK. And he's like, tonight we're going to hunt a mummy. We're going to do this. We're, and, and this is I think this is the first time where he says that we're going to take care of business. You know, he he starts whipping out the Elvis yep. lines. T- yep. Yeah, TCB. Take care of business. Yeah. Um, TCB lighting them all. And, you know, and they set up and they have this really ridiculous almost scene where they're like they've got like an inventory and they're like okay, so we got this, we got this, check, check, got got a uniform and you know Elvis pulls out this ridiculous white Elvis suit. Um, and then obviously JFK's got like a, a proper suit with a little, a little American flag pin yeah. on on the on the collar, mm-hmm. um, and and they've got oh we've got scissors check, and I, what I love about that scene is that it's so absurd. It's like okay we're just prepping to fight a mummy, and like we're just we've got an inventory of all these little things we think we might need. Um, I don't know. It's, I, I just I feel like it's like they feel like they've got a mission. I I feel like. People always compare being old to being a kid in some ways, and then you know, the fact yeah. that you don't have agency. But it reminds me of being a kid and feeling like something's important. So you, so you put a lot of effort into preparing for that important thing, even though it's not really that. Important. I mean, obviously there's really a mummy here, so it is important. But you know, it was giving me those vibes yeah. of two yeah. kids. Well, it's very Monster Squad. It does. Yeah, as the kids are all getting ready and the parents aren't taking it serious, and they're just like, "All right, we'll be home before dark." It does. You know, and it's kind of the same with with how the nurses are treating these two it's kind of like well as long as they're not hurting anybody let them have their fun yeah you know because um, it feels like they have the reins i also love when elvis tells off the nurse because he doesn't like her um pat uh, uh i'm drawing a blank here i almost said fraternizing that's not what patronizing. I'm patronizing there you go <laughs> there we go sorry it's been a long day um but yeah and just <laughs> when he snaps and just lets her have it from the other side of the walker yeah you know it just feels like an old man that's finally had enough uh as well so it it adds into that you know being treated like a kid you don't have your own agency and of course uh jfk's like oh i got my my chair all oiled and it's like a wheelchair obviously and elvis is like yeah good we could use some wheels and like, just little lines like that just just really make it pop and then we, then we get the hero shot where the main theme blasts as they're as they're coming yep. down in slow motion um you know him in the walker jfk in the wheelchair coming towards the cameras this the you know the hero's hallway um yep. it's, it's, it's a great moment and then of course they go outside and they, they you know jfk tries to lure out the mummy the mummy ends up killing them although they elvis try get, gets him away so he doesn't steal his soul so jfk goes out with his soul oh. intact mm. and elvis is left to try and you know set it in fire and i think that's actually one of the things that every time i rewatch it i remember that's right it's like the actual plan to take out the mummy and how to defeat it is actually really simple it's just set it on fire like that's all it is it's a mummy. Like this isn't the Brendan Fraser version where he's causing, you know, dust clouds. Oh yeah. You know, or and, and whatnot. So yeah, I love that it just it, it comes down to burn him down. Like yeah. we're gonna set his rags on fire. But I, I think that's important for the movie because I feel like if you wanted to make it any more convoluted, it would start to like really bloat like everything that we're doing is. Yeah. Because the point of the movie isn't the mummy necessarily being there. I mean, the mummy just kind of represents the uh, the. the not only death itself, but also just the idea of, uh, 
you know not going out on your terms right that's that's kind of what it represents right. um mm-hmm. and that, that's kind of it it doesn't you know the, 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 the point of the movie isn't like this great mummy story with all these different things happening um it's just about how what, what they're going through in relation to the mummy so um so now we get the you know elvis you know he, he kind of t- you know does kill him that he, the mummy dies mm-hmm. and he's looking up at the stars and he he says you know he sort of hallucinates the stars forming uh hieroglyphics and it says all is well and he's just like thank you right. thank you very well, what's funny because he dies as he's saying thank you thank you very much yeah um and he's like, obviously before that he says oh everyone in that that rest home gets to save their soul keep their soul every last one of them right. so he feels he's accomplished something but uh, every time, I, for some reason, I always remember this is the only time he says that in the movie. But he actually he, he does say it once before. He says it uh, when he's talking mm-hmm. to the the administrator uh, about halfway through. I always remember that he doesn't say thank you, thank you very much until the very end, because obviously that's the most famous thing Elvis ever really said. Right. Um, I'm almost surprised the screen didn't come up saying Elvis has left the building or something like that at the end. Just... That's and I was expecting for it for that yeah. too, you know. But... Yeah. Yeah, good for them. They showed some restraint. Some restraint, yeah. Um, and he, he, he dies, and you know you get to listen to the great music again throughout the credits. Obviously, there's a tease at the end of the credits uh, for a sequel that never happened uh, called. Oh, see, I didn't realize there was a stinger. It, there's no so... scene. There's no scene. It just comes up. It's okay. just text at the end. It says Elvis will return in Baba Nosferatu. And then it says starring Sebastian Half. So I think the implication was is that it was going to be Sebastian Half. Fighting a vampire, dealing, dealing with yeah, jeez. <laughs> um, but unfortunately, uh, Bruce Campbell fell away from the project, and then it was going to be Paul Giamatti that was in it, and then it just fell oh. apart some years later. So it never yeah. happened, which is a shame. But um, but yeah. the, the tease was there, so obviously they had an idea. I, I'd have loved Bubba Hotep, then Bubba Nosferatu, and then maybe like Bubba Lycanthrope or something. I don't know <laughs> to to round it off. Yeah, you know, give us the trilogy. Yeah. But hey. Uh, so and there's some other stuff we didn't mention I, I think if I'm going to critique and say oh here's something I don't like as much um, yeah. maybe the, the two hearse drivers who pick up the bodies like I I, I do like yeah. I like the joke where every time someone dies it just cuts to that same music at the front of the, the rest home yeah. with, the, with the hearse sitting there uh, they were a little too jokey yeah you know especially like, the last time yeah. you see them where they, they fall over the edge and they drop the body it's like okay this is this feels almost out of a different movie almost this scene yeah that was that was gonna be my main complaint. Was I appreciate the running joke of the same two guys coming back every time somebody dies, mm. but I didn't like seeing those guys. So when they would show up, I was just like, oh, okay. And it's not a huge part yeah. of the movie. It's, it's three very small scenes, no. but like, uh, if I was really critique anything, that'd probably be it. Is that 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 gag feels a little bit silly and just um, mm-hmm. out out with the tone of the movie, which otherwise feels so well. Uh, it's well thought out, well, very reserved. Like you say, they showed a lot of restraint, and everything feels like it's like earned. Um, but no, I mean, ultimately, I I just want to praise it for the heart. It has so much heart, uh, uh, nice. and I I feel so endeared by by the end of it. And I'm I'm rooting for Elvis and JFK, um, and you feel bad that no one believes them. And it's like, no, they're going to do this. They're going to do it. And again, comparing it to a kids' movie where it's like the kids have to fight a monster that no, none of the parents believe is real, it oddly kind of fits that comparison really well. Yeah, it's, it's very similar in that it sense. Does. Uh, yeah. But no, uh, so go on, so go on about it. Why don't you love it then? So what, 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 what doesn't? No, I just it was fine. I just I think it had one of those. If it hadn't been built up so much, and I'd put it up on this pedestal, if you will. 
that I wouldn't have been like. So I was expecting something like transcendent, because <laughs> this is a movie that made its its rounds, right? And it was good. Like it just, you know, um, I liked again. I liked the theme of of the aging and stuff. But it gets, I mean, super silly at points. And I'm Mister, you know, pulp B movie guy, so I'm more disappointed in myself. But like, I enjoyed it. Like I'm glad I finally got to see it. Hmm. But yeah, I, I'm not. I'm not leaving raving like. Oh my God, Bubba Hotep, this is great. But Bruce Campbell, though, definitely gonna rave about him because he was he was pretty great. Oh yeah, like, having might... Ozzy Davis are fantastic in this. Absolutely fantastic. Did you forget it's Bruce Campbell at, at times? His Elvis is so good with the mannerisms and and the karate. Like when he starts doing the Elvis karate, which has its own look to it, like he just he just nails it. And this was this would be about the time that he showed up in Spider Man. Because I didn't grow up watching horror movies. That was like you did, so yeah. He, yeah uh, Bruce Campbell was, again, Briscoe County Jr. And uh, i trying to think where else I would have known him from. But he wasn't he wasn't Ash uh, to me. So And then I see him in uh, Spider-Man as, as the guy. Uh, well, Spider-Man 2, he's keeping him out of the theater. But here he was the wrestling announcer in the first one. And the first one, yeah. Person. And the third one, he's yeah. the French wear. That's right. So, but it's about that time that, you know, but I, know, I love Bruce Campbell. He's a treasure. Oh, Bruce Campbell's fantastic. I, I, I feel mm-hmm. like, um, he's, because he's a, the B-movie guy, there's a lot of B-stuff. He's actually, re- he's, he's so much better than most B-movie actors, though, which is the, the kind of crazy yeah. thing about it. He, he, he does have the charm to carry a movie. And then you've got one like this where he's, he's doing an impression the entire time, essentially. Um, mm-hmm. And it, it's kind of, it fits this weird, again, it's this fine, fine line of, it has to do the mannerisms. It has to be kind of an impression because it's meant to be kind of like okay, we're doing classic yeah. Elvis, but at the same time, there's there's actually a performance of of the of the the drama mm-hmm. coming through it as well, which yeah. is you know the real impressive part. Um, so no, I, I can't recommend it enough. I, I suppose we should rate the movie and uh, rate Baba Hotep yeah. out of ten. Um, so what are you giving it, Matt? So this is, this is you know I I sound like I'm negative on it, but it's still like an eight movie. Like it's still really good. You know, so yeah, it's solid eight. Yeah, I so I have to preface this score a little bit because uh, this is going to sound a little bit uh, delusional. Um, but yeah. this, this is this is like to me, this this movie is like the the pinnacle of B movies. Like if I, if someone says to me, "What what is your perfect idea of a B movie?" I point them to Bubba Hotep because for me. You, you can have just a fun B-movie that doesn't really have any weight to it, but the ones that are really great are the ones that try to do something else and try and go in above and beyond, even mm-hmm. though there's still always a B-movie, and that's okay. Um, and I feel like Bubba Hotep does that. It's, it's so much fun. The premise is ridiculous, but kept you know in check. The, the performances are great. The pacing's really good. The music's fantastic. The heart that I've, I've mentioned a lot, because it's really what strikes it to me, is the heart of the movie. Um mm-hmm. It's fantastic. So, as delirious as this might sound, nine point five. Well, I expected you to to be up there. I I wouldn't have been surprised if you'd given it a ten because I know how much <laughs> you like this movie. So I love it. It's 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 it's, it's the. It, I'm trying to think of a B movie with this, just as silly as a premise that I like as much as this, and I don't know if I do. Um, you know, this is probably a weird opinion, but I like it more than all the Evil Dead movies, and I, I love those movies. I do, but 
for, for there's something about this just clicks. It just it clicks and yeah. you know I've seen it maybe what half a dozen times now at this point over the last decade or so. Um, and every time I just like it, it never gets old. I never feel like it holds up. It really holds up that because it has the core mm-hmm. story there because it, it has the core themes of of the of the age and um live you know going out in a blaze of glory you know um yeah you know elvis much like kimasabi went out both guns blazing soul intact so yeah so no uh i highly recommend it. if you haven't seen bubba hotep that makes sense bubba hotep is a delightful time yeah uh, and you'll be it surprised is, it is worth the watch like you do need to see it like if, if you've made it this far and you haven't seen it for whatever reason do do watch it yeah because, uh, because, like I say, like that that moment in the movie where uh, Elvis isn't listening to JFK, and then he says, "No, no, I believe you're Elvis," and you know, he, he kind of like shows that, and then like the idea that having someone just believe him and having someone just acknowledge him makes him feel alive again, um, is such a, yeah. a beautiful little idea, um, and that's sort of a running theme throughout the film. So. Um, no, that's Baba Hotep. Uh, so yeah, of course, uh, there's a vote up right now for the next movie that we're doing. Um, my selection was As Good As It Gets, the Jack Nicholson Helen Hunt movie. Um, what? Mr. Cat Poop? Mr. Cat Poop, yeah. Because what, oh, what was man. your pick, Matt? I can't remember. What's your pick? The Ghost in the Darkness. That's right. Val Kilmer, Michael Douglas, Fight Lions. Talk about a B movie. I'll be honest. I'd I'd literally never heard of your movie uh, when you told me what it was, oh, um, but I picked as good as I wanted like something like... different. You know, I, I I often pick the weirder little movies. I often pick um, the the more serious but films, but I thought no, I'll go something different here. And I feel like as good as it gets is a really different pick for me. And we'll see, we'll see how it goes. So we'll see what wins. Obviously, if you're a patron, you can vote between those two films right now. Uh, if you're at the five dollar tier up, if you're interested, go to Patreon.com/slash/MailFuzzTV and supporting the show and the channel and everything we do here. Uh, that'd be great. Even if you're not going to give us money over there, you can go over there just to see all the different shows we have and all the links to all the audio feeds. Yeah. It's really useful. Um, but let us know what you think of Bubba Hotep in the comments below, and you can like and subscribe and all that other stuff. Uh, all of it helps. All of it supports us. Uh, but that is us. So. I guess that's us. So thank you very much uh, for 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 watching or listening. We always appreciate it. Keep watching movies, and we'll see you next time.